Hello, hello, and welcome or welcome back to another Podrick the Podcast episode. As always, I'm your host, Maor Sadra, CEO at Incremental. This episode is part of our third series, Exploring the Multiverse, where we present wild hypothetical questions to industry experts and thought leaders. In today's episode, I was happy to host Ido Raz, the founder of Bigapid, a mobile DSP specializing in UA and retargeting activities. We spoke about the reversal of ATT and the upstart tax being reduced to 10%. It was great speaking with Ido and hearing his own views over these unlikely, but likely, scenarios. Enjoy listening to our episode. joining me today thank you for having me it's a uh, 6 30 p.m and you said you're pretty much alone in the office right i am pretty much i'm not pretty much i'm alone at the oh. office right now uh we have two days every week that everybody's working from home it's uh and today's one of them but you you still went to the office is this for this podcast or are you just one of those people who like to go to the office I'm just one of those people. I always prefer the office. I don't know why I'm I'm going every day. Okay, interesting. For me, by the way, it's the complete opposite. If I could never go to an office ever, that would be too soon. <laughs> I know. I I need to I need to see the the people. I need to have like the work environment. I, I like to talk to people. Uh, go to their desk, ask them questions. Like I'm not um, let's say, a regular, uh, maybe high-tech guy in that sense of like uh, slack channels and emails and stuff like that like, i prefer whatsapp calls if i can meeting face to face talking to people that's me i'm different okay cool well to each their own uh yeah. so <laughs> welcome to the podcast uh, since it's the first time uh you're uh, you're being hosted on our podcast would you please uh, give an introduction about yourself and the company you found as well no problem. So uh, my name is Ido. Uh, I'm 37 years old. Um, I'm in the industry, the media industry for, I think, uh, 15 years now. Um, I started Bigabid uh, with my co-founders uh, almost, I think, seven years ago. It's It's been a ride. Uh, Bigabid, like in a sentence, uh, we're a mobile DSP. Um, fully managed, fully automated, uh, and basically we provide all of our clients with an end-to-end -end solution, like user acquisition and retargeting, uh, and we work only with um, mobile app developers. So we're only mobile, that's our uh, space. Um, and if I'll add another sentence is our, I think, advantage in a lot of ways is one, that we're a data company, and second, that uh, all the optimization that we're doing, user acquisition and retargeting, uh, is being towards ROI. And so Bigabit's like uh, customers, is it like a specific vertical or very wide? So, so we started from games, still very big in games, uh, but we're expanding. We're expanding. Even specifically, uh, the second half of, of last year, we, we got out of games and, and expanded to, to other genres. Cool. 
So I think the questions uh, I propose that I'm going to ask you today are um, quite interesting to see kind of your perspective, especially since you guys are a DSP. So yeah. I'm assuming you heavily uh, rely on the ability to actually target well. So maybe kind of like a little bit explaining the theme. So the theme of this podcast is I ask you things that will not likely never, ever, ever happen. And since you've been in this industry for a while, this is kind of where it gets interesting. You know, how does someone with a lot of experience in this industry think when it comes to these weird hypotheticals that no one really needs to prepare for? But who knows? Like, you know, maybe it does happen. Maybe. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> who knows? Cool. So let's go for the first question. And yeah. let's see if you already gave away your answer. Um, what if Apple goes back and decides, you know what, ATT, we were wrong. You guys should have access to the IDFA. Uh, so yeah, we can go back to my, my the first thing I said. I wish. Um, I wish it would happen. Uh, I think it would be amazing. I don't think it will happen. Um, I think like the best thing I can hope for is that they will start talking to networks and DSPs uh, and exclude include them. I'm sorry in their decisions. Um, I think that's my wishful thinking today, at least. But let's let's go for the hypothetical. It happens. How does this change our industry? How does this impact Bigabit? So one, the, the obvious one, I mean, when we when we were thinking about the whole privacy thing, is like there's two things uh, that is being affected, right? One is the targeting method from deterministic to from user level uh, to contextual targeting, obviously. And the second thing is is the measurement. Um, that's the two things that are the most uh, affected. And I think that obviously if one day Apple will decide to uh, change her decision, it will be very, very, very beneficial to I think the entire ecosystem when you think about it. Uh, because in a way it's, it's a loop. I mean, today, because companies are struggling with measurement one and obviously changing the targeting method uh obviously so the performance is being less good as it used to be and obviously it's harder uh for a lot of advertisers so i would say that if apple will reverse her decision so advertisers will be able to spend a lot more money or going back to the scale they're used to have in terms of media spend obviously more spend more users more users spending more money in the app more money in the app obviously it's more money to apple as well um and obviously more money to to the advertisers pnl that they can reinvest in their product so it's kind of a, a magic loop that i would i think if apple someday somehow will reverse her decision will be very beneficial to everyone, including Apple, by the way. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a hard question. So sure. while, you were, while you were answering the question, I took the liberty and Googled Bigabit's insights on LinkedIn and saw that from the point of Apple launching ATT to now, you guys, you guys doubled in size. <laughs> so you're not doing too bad. Um, well, I'm not going to complain. Uh, we're doing well. Um, Thank God we're 90 people now. We grew significantly since that April that Apple released her privacy solution. 
but it was it was hard. I mean, there was a couple of months at the beginning where we needed to adapt, adapt in the way we do our, our targeting, obviously, um, obviously work very close with all of our clients to make sure that everybody understands everything, everything, everything can be measured. Uh, a lot of the things were we needed to to work also with our partners, our MMPs, obviously to measure everything correctly. It was a rough couple of months, um, but thank God we did the the adjustments and and we got to be right on track. Uh, and yeah, 2022 was a good year. I can say that if Apple did not have done the changes it did, so we would grow even a lot more. But again. <laughs> That's only hypothetical. I don't really know what would happen. <laughs> we are all about hypothetical. So yeah. going back to kind of like the question. So what do you think the likelihood of Apple making this change, deciding, you know what, we got it wrong? Um, I don't want to say zero because I'm, 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 a, I'm an optimistic by nature, but I would say 1%. <laughs> Okay. Just to give myself that one chance of maybe it will happen. Yeah, one day. yeah. And and what do you think would make this one percent higher? That's a very good question. I think it could happen maybe if one everybody together will try to somehow I don't know talk to Apple. You know what? I don't even think that will help. I think it's only if it, if Apple will choose to include all the networks, DSPs, MMPs in her decision, in her planning of how to tackle the whole privacy issue, maybe then they will have different solutions. Maybe a more, I don't know, uh, solutions that will benefit the ecosystem as well. Uh, because the way they did it until now, it was... Uh, it was uh, ruthless, I would say. It was very, um, it was bad the way they did it. I agree with the way that it was bad. And, you know, obviously I, w- I need to counter a little bit of what you're saying. So like if we don't put some controversy here, then what's the point? Um, of course. When Apple did their thing, I was very happy, of course. This was like, uh, we were back then fundraising, telling investors, maybe someday in the future, Apple will do this thing. And then they announced it, Okay. Now, yeah. in my view, even before ATT, attribution was never deterministic, okay? Just to tell you that you were the last touch point, even though, by the way, sometimes you're not the last touch point, you're the last touch point with an IDFA, even though mm-hmm. there was three other touch points, just didn't have the IDFA. So the whole yeah. like attribution from my perspective was always a little bit broken. Now, if we look at the attribution landscape today, and Apple recently launched SK Ad Network uh, 4, 4.0, which actually is like, I don't know, a little bit more granular, the ability to actually get more postbacks than just one. Yes, there is a delay, but at least you now as a DSP can optimize towards down funnel events. Do you not think that Apple eventually, so yes, they did it, like they did it without creating a forum. It's not like Google that created a, a sandbox and community. Apple just did it one directionally. Hey, here you go, SKN Network 2.0, good luck. Um, then they launched three, th- now they're launching four. When we go, I don't know, five years into the future, and SK Ed Network is version 10, do you not think it will, from an attribution standpoint, not eliminate all of the issues that you're facing today? I don't know. I hope so. Like, I, I can say two things that are going to counter what I said before. 
One, everybody knew for at least a year, if not two years, that Apple is going to do the move on privacy. That was known. Uh, everybody chose to ignore because they didn't know when it will happen and how it will happen because I think people assumed that it will be a gradual thing and Apple will um, include everyone uh, in the way it's about to go down. But Apple did it the way it did it and it affected everyone. Uh, and the second thing is we do su- see an improvement. Like version by version, we see an improvement. So your perspective of what will happen two years from now, five years from now, will Apple have the perfect solution that will allow us to to work perfectly? Um, I hope so. Like, as I said, I'm optimistic. I, I really hope so. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Their, that's, the, that's the thing. I don't know what their, what's their intention. I don't know what's the vision around it. I don't know what's the roadmap about it. Um, they're not sharing. I mean, I can tell you, I had a, a great conversation with someone uh, from another network uh, that is one of the, I had 15 to 20 people that Google uh, is consulting with about how to build their solution. And in my opinion, that that's that's the right way to go. Uh, consult with DSPs, MMPs, measurement, whatever it is, uh, and try to build it and try to build all the versions in-house before you release them out, before you put them in production. So so that's, that's I don't know, I hope it will work. Yeah, Google um, did. So Google, by the way, released, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, the like Android privacy sandbox on beta already. It's open and there is a community, so you can also participate yeah. and make suggestions to the framework. And uh, by the way, so Google is, of course, applying it in a way the same as Apple. The only difference is that they are giving the market time to prepare. What Apple didn't do was they didn't give the market time to prepare. It was initially right. a three-month notice during lockdowns. Hey, guys, whatever you've been working with, that's going to change. They extended yep. the deadline by another three months. I, I You know, I, I've, I spoke with a lot of companies, um, and I can count... I don't. I can't even count on one hand. I can count on one finger the number of companies, company who I could really tell you they were ready. One. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think anyone was ready. I mean, I, I would even say that even a couple of months after it was released, even a lot of months, um, even until today, I don't think no one is really ready. I mean, because the versions are changing all the time, because it's not a complete product because it's missing a lot of things. So you can't really be ready, right? And every company chooses its strategy to, to work with scan, to, to ignore it for now and wait for another uh, couple of more ver- versions. I don't know. I, I really hope Google will not go. I mean, it's not going and I hope it will continue not to go at the same path that Apple, Apple chose to go. By the way, I, what I found interesting. So when, um, like a few years ago, 12, 13 years ago, Apple bought Burstly, not for Burstly, the mediation, but for test flight. Okay. They bought a feature mm. that a lot of developers like using in test flight. Right. I was surprised that Apple didn't buy one of the MMPs. That would have made that's, that's That's interesting. You know what? That's a good point. It is surprising. It's surprising because they would, I mean, by doing so, they would get so much know-how about the industry. Uh, now that you mention it, it just makes sense. 
I completely agree. There were rumors, by the way, that they might acquire one of the big four. Let's say it like that. But uh, I don't know. I, I think if it hasn't happened by now, it probably won't happen. But who knows? Maybe so, tomorrow. By the way, the, if I ask you, what if Apple buys an MMP? That's the likelihood is, you know, 50-50. Let's say it like that. Like it could happen right now while we're talking. Maybe there's a right. Luma announcement. Who knows? Right. I mean, I also heard that Apple is... is um building an S a DSP. So I don't know what they're planning. I've heard similar rumors. Um, yes, jumping into the next, next question. <laughs> so we talked about ATT, but let's go for a completely different uh, question. What if both yeah. Apple and Google decide you not? Um, we don't need the 30%. We're making enough revenues. We're going to reduce the App Store fees to 10% for developers. What do you think they yeah. like? likelihood influence influence on you guys so i think that 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 is that that is a thing that has better chances to happen uh because you hear all the time like in the background right there's there's apple fighting um got the name of the company for it about the fees uh fortnite right yeah epic epic yeah epic games so um and Apple will allow to implement third-party payment solutions. I don't know where all of those things are standing at today, but you, you hear about it all the time and, and you understand that Apple is being pushed to the corner in that uh, specific thing. Um, I think, again, I think that if Apple will reduce her fees, that would be also, it would be amazing to the entire industry and specifically to Apple as well, because yeah, they will get, just for the sake of the example, they will take 10% instead of 30%. But the other 20% that will be, that will stay at the advertiser's P&L, they will be, they will be invested to make new products, better products, uh, acquire more users. So eventually the volume will go up and Apple will make, I don't know, maybe more money, maybe the same money, but everybody will be happy. Um, I didn't do the math, by the way, but I'm just assuming. Uh, obviously, specifically for us, it will also be great because today, a lot of the times, as I said, as as a as a as a platform, uh, all of our campaigns are being measured on ROI. So, and obviously, the advertiser is looking at net ROI, meaning minus the commission that Apple is taking. So. If the advertisers will get uh, more money, uh, obviously the KPIs that we're producing will look better. Uh, and obviously the advertisers will feel more comfortable to spend more money. Um, so again, it's the same loop. Everybody will be happy. It will do really good. Um, I would say, by the way, I'm hearing a lot recently uh, about startups um, the last one I heard uh, is called Upcharge. So what they do, those guys, is they're providing a solution for app developers for um, a web store uh, with payment solutions included. That way, the advertisers can um, save like 20% uh, and not go through Apple, obviously. Um so I think a lot of the advertisers and and I'm a lot of the times I'm talking to a lot of CMOs and I think a lot of them are uh, 
a lot of them want a lot of them wants to adapt Ad no wait i'll go i'll rephrase it again i talked to a lot of cmos and those payment solutions those third-party uh web stores uh that include payment solutions it's something uh that a lot of advertisers wants to to bring in and and use uh because they understand the value so I think uh, Apple eventually will have to do something. By the way, I know Upcharge because that's the other Maor. There's not too many Maor. Oh, right, right. He's a great <laughs> guy. I love him, by the way. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. And let's ask. So here again, you think the likelihood is a little bit higher than like previous question. Um, what would push up the likelihood of this happening? So um, I think... If, if everything we're just gonna stay the same meaning you're gonna have the epic games of the world that is that will fight uh Apple and you're gonna have the malls of the world that their company up charge will give solutions so eventually Apple will understand uh and we'll have to do something so I think we're on the right path to have a chance that something will happen uh that's in my humble opinion obviously not an expert but the way I see things. You know, I asked someone else, I don't remember actually who was it, maybe it was Eric uh, Sufert, like the same question, and he was saying it's 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 not a, a level playing field already, it means like take um, Spotify, Spotify doesn't offer like in purchases, so they don't get taxed, and then you have Netflix, right. which is kind of like this weird exception, they're selling digital products, they should be like paying the fees, but not. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, you have like uh, companies who are really, really fighting uh, for it. Like if Apple and Google would do this for gaming, by the way, like as a vertical, this would be huge. I already know, you know, a lot of gaming startups, um, the fact that they pay a lower fee in the, for the first one million dollars every year is mm -hmm. amazing for them. It's again, it's like uh, of course. 150,000 additional potential profit for investment that they wouldn't have had if it was 30%. 100% for, for, for young startups, it's crucial. It's super crucial in their PL to have that money. Um, but, and, and I think that, you know, it's you gave the Spotify and Netflix example. It's a good example. I mean, they're giant uh, and Apple and you can pay them through the web store and not through Apple. And Apple is not doing anything about it, as far as I know. Um, I don't know. It's like, uh, I think he's right. It's not uh, an equal uh, level field. By the way, I have, a, I have a what if a question that no one yet chose. Um, okay. So I Let's have give a, it a try. A what if scenario where what if basically Apple says, you know what, there's no fees, but if you want to publish your app on us, it's a million dollars. Ah, no go. <laughs> Definitely no go. I don't, I don't think it can happen. Um, no, no one would do it. Why? It's, it's like buying real estate in Manhattan. But, but, so you know. By the way, one more thing we haven't talked about. So if I read correctly in the last couple of months, um, I think in a specific country, I think in Europe, uh, maybe I'm wrong, uh, the government is forcing Apple to um, have people um, to allow third-party stores. Right, yeah, exactly. Korea, in Korea already, done. 
Okay. Uh, it might happen in the EU, like in Korea, you have Stripe. You can use Stripe. And, right. And it might happen somewhere else. Again, this is why for sure this hypothetical is the least hypothetical. Right. That's what I'm saying. If everything would just continue as is. Uh, so I think Apple is being pushed to the corner in that sense. But again, let's go for my crazy. Okay. Very crazy hypothetical. No problem. So, you know, um, you want to be on the App Store? No problem. The renewal is not $200 a year to publish your app. It's million dollars. Okay. Million dollars. You get to have your app. So first of all, like, I'll give you my opinion in, in short. Okay. I, think, I think this would make sense for Apple because they hate low quality content on their devices. Okay. And if you mark, mark up like crazy the real estate costs, you're now saying, okay, only a very professional companies that have the backings would be able to actually buy real estate on the App Store. Um, you say, you know, pay this once, there's no fees later, anything you earn, you earn, all good. In a way, it could make sense both to Apple and to the market. And think about it, companies that have like repeating success products, I don't know, Rovio, uh, Playtica, uh, Huge Games, uh, um, Zynga, they're not going to have any problem with uh, like putting this, like, and by the way, they pay a lot more in fees than a million dollars a year. Uh, and when you think of startups, it will be essentially, again, the the seed or the A round. So you build your prototype and then your seed and A round buys you the real estate, put your store, put your app on the store. Yeah, the thing is that no one will get his um, A round. Not, not even mentioning. Yeah, no one will get even a seed round without some sort of KPIs. And to get KPIs, you need to be published. So that's like the thing. You can publish on Android. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. You can uh it's interesting i don't think i mean i think apple wants to have a, a huge variety of apps in her store she doesn't want to uh shrink her um her content in terms of the amount of apps uh it, want, it wants to make it um with higher um uh with higher i forgot the word for it completely please with she wants to have apps with um higher uh, uh, what's the word for it? Quality, right? Sorry about that. So Apple wants to have a lot of apps with high quality. Uh, I don't think she wants to reduce her her um her content so much. I mean, they did they did cleanups in the past, by the way. Yeah, like, but it was all the duplicates and all the templates and all of those things. Those things. Yeah. Right? So and and think of how many duplicates and templates you have today. Just use the App Store. By the way, this is like a big reason why advertising is like um, such a big part of most mobile app companies PNL. Because if you don't advertise, no one finds you because there's so much junk. It's true. Oh, it's true. Although, um, yeah, you know what? It's true. It's so true. again, your bet. The chances of Apple saying, you know what? App Store, no fees, million dollar to, to publish your app. So that's 0%. <laughs> but reducing the fees from thirty percent to ten percent, I would. No, no, this 50%. this you already answered. This you already answered. Yeah. But the million dollars you're saying no go, no go, no okay. go. Do you invest in real estate? <laughs> that's, uh... a, that's a joke. Because <laughs> it's pretty much the same. Um, okay, so 
Ido, um, last question is really more, to, most, more about you. So we are talking about, again, hypotheticals, parallel universes, and so on. What are you, Ido, doing in a parallel universe? In a parallel universe? Um, I'm an NBA star. I wish. Are you tall enough? I don't think so. <laughs> How tall are you? I don't think so. Um, 185. Oh, okay. You're pretty tall. Yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, I'm not uh, an NBA player. That's for sure. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, nice. Uh, so, uh, Ido, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure being here. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you also taking the challenge with the uh, um, crazy out of nowhere question that uh, no one ever wanted to pick. Uh, I'm going to yeah. start doing that in, in next interviews as well, because there's re- like a few questions I really want people to answer, but no one's picking them. I'm just going to throw them. Yeah, why not? It's fun. Cool. Awesome. So thank you very much again and have a great evening. Thank you so much.